Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. My name is Reverend Bonnie Barnard, and I'm filling in tonight for Dr. Pat. She invited me on air tonight to have a conversation with you about prayer. And Pat said that you're used to having folks, having a person call in to get readings done, and that this is kind of a treat. This is also like a reading, but of a different sort. So what tonight's going to look like is that I will talk a bit about prayer, about what it is, about how it is seen in the New Thought community. And then um, as I'm talking, lines are open. When you call, I invite you to share stories about your own prayer experiences, what has worked for you, what has inspired you, what you continue to use over and over again. And for any of you who would like to have a custom prayer, then I would be more than happy to do that with you tonight on air. So tonight is powerful. For we're talking about connection, we're talking about connection with our inner spirit, and we're talking about having a life that is full. And so I'm going to begin tonight with um, a brief reading from Ernest Holmes. And he is the founder of Religious Science, and Religious Science is a new thought movement that is congruent with um, the teachings in the DVD, The Secret. And I know that many of you have been watching The Secret and are familiar with the idea that what we put our attention on is magnified, and even more importantly than that, it's where we come from through which our attention is focused that ends up manifesting. So tonight is really your night, and any um, conversation you want to have, we're open to, and we're putting out the title or the idea that it's prayer-related. So Dr. Ernest Holmes says, that the supreme being is at the center of each of us. To it we may come for guidance, and from it we may draw both inspiration and the power to live, stand, walk, or sit. Every act is an outcome of consciousness, and every movement is within divine being. And since the divine being is everywhere, it must also be at the center of our own life. It is not only at the center of our own life, it is that center. Hence, to think of it as the very essence of our own being is clear thinking. To know that its being is our being is right knowing. And to declare that its life is our life is to permit its power to flow through us. So I'd love to hear your feedback on that and your own experience about tapping in to your own inner spirit, your inner guidance system. I would love to hear about um, your insights, your revelations, what has inspired and uplifted you to be more of your true self. It is often said that we spend the first part of our lives creating who we will become, and the second part, destroying or letting that becoming go to go back to our original essence. And so wherever you are on your journey, on your path, I would love to hear about your process, your practices, what brings you to your own center and core, 
And should you have a desire tonight to call in and have a prayer treatment, I would be more than delighted to do that with you. So I want to talk a bit um, about prayer and what that means in the metaphysical world. Because so many of us, when we think of prayer, we think of an experience that we had in our childhood, depending upon the um, religion or the denomination that we grew up through. And I happened to grow up Episcopal. I was an Episcopalian. I um, brought my own self to church and churched myself, so to speak. My family didn't go. And so my experience was one of complete joy and freedom because it was a choice of mine to go and to have this experience. The prayers, however, came out of a prayer book and out of a liturgy that was um, collectively approved upon by a group of individuals from the greater church community. So when I entered into the New Thought movement and religious science in particular, what I learned about was this process that's called spiritual mind treatment. And um, that nowadays we would again call prayer or affirmative prayer. But the idea is that there's actually a structure in place that we can um, tap into our own inner guidance and become congruent with our inner spirit and operate from that place. So we're really not praying to anything. We're really praying from somewhere. Isn't that an interesting idea? We're not praying to somewhere. We're praying from somewhere. Um, Ernest Holmes, the founder of Religious Science, often said um, that it's not about having faith in God. It's about having the faith of God. So tonight, again, we're going to spend time together in prayer if you'd like to be supported. It is my privilege to be with you in that process. And if you would like to call and share your stories, your um, experiences about your own alignment with spirit and um, assist others in recognizing that this path, this inner path, this inner journey is one that is shared by all of us. Please do call. I'm going to give out some numbers. The numbers to contact are 877-876-5227. That's 877-876-5227. The direct line is 530-876-3222. That's 530-876-3222. And the Canadian line is 888-815-815. 9756 888-815-9756. So I look forward to hearing your calls tonight and having a conversation with you. So Ernest Holmes, the founder of Religious Science, talked really about what I've come to call the from factor. It's where are we living from? Are we living from fear? Are we living from anxiety? Are we living from loneliness? Are we living from spirit, from joy, from peace, from beauty? And I like to check in throughout the day and get some clarity within my own being about where I am coming from. Where's the essence? Where's my center? Where am I connected at this moment? The reading I read earlier tonight from Ernest Holmes talks about spirit being at the center of our being. 
and I often call that our inner sanctuary. So spirit being within our being, in our inner sanctuary, operating in through and as us. So this spiritual mind treatment process, which Ernest Holmes spoke of, was really a five-step process that allows us to become congruent with our own inner good and express it from the inside out. And so I'm going to talk about these five steps, and as calls come in, we'll go ahead and take them. And until then, I will have um, fun sharing about what I know with, about treatment. So the first step in treatment is called recognition. And what this means is that as you and I enter into that silent place within us, our inner sanctuary, if you will, and many of us do this through meditation, we do this through being in nature, we, each one of us has our own way of tapping into our center and into our core. And when we enter into that space, that center and that core, then we spend a moment just to recognize that presence that we may call spirit or call God or call inner guidance or whatever name that we give that essence within us. And so the first step of treatment is really honoring and recognizing that that is life itself, that it is the beginning of life, it is the genesis of life, it is the um, starting space of life, and it is the end as well. It's all of it. It is timeless. It is that, that space within us that is forever expanding and never dies. And so we begin our treatment by hanging out in that divine, juicy, yummy space of spirit. And I often, um, as I enter into this space, just sit and get really clear about the infinite nature of God. And so I may start my prayer or my treatment with recognizing that God is all there is and there is nothing that is separate from it. There is not God and anything. There is God as everything. All there is is God. That the presence, the life, the love, the peace, the joy, the beauty of God is in operation 100% of the time, everywhere present. And so I may sit for two minutes and I may sit for two hours and just contemplate this infinite, ever-present love of God. And as I tap into that energy, as I tap into that source, as I tap into that knowing, then from there I recognize that since all is spirit, then I, Bonnie, must also be that. And that's called unification. So in the treatment process, we begin with recognition, and we move from recognizing that all there is is God to unifying with it. And so when I go into prayer for myself or for a client, I usually do so with an intention. So I may be working with a client who um, physically has not been feeling well, and so I may enter into this space of recognizing and knowing that the presence of God is the creative energy in the universe and that as it has created myself or this client, it also has the ability and energy to recreate myself or this client. 
I may go into the space and recognize and feel into knowing that God is the well-being of the universe. God is the health of the universe. And so as I step into that place of recognizing and knowing that God is indeed all there is and it is the health of the universe, then I know that too must be true of me or that too must be true of the individual that I'm working with. So going back to the DVD, The Secret, that many of us are familiar with, there was conversation on or instruction on the DVD that it really is the feeling tone that allows manifestation to take place. And so this very first step that we're doing of recognition is that we're aligning ourselves with the truth of the presence of God and feeling into it. So we are feeling into that which we know is infinitely true. So what I do is I get very silent, I take a seat, and I start talking about what I know is true of God. God is all there is. God is love. God is peace. God is health. God is joy. God is well-being. And when my prayer is specific, I hone in on one, one area. The second step, as I mentioned then, is the unification with it. As this is true of God and God is everywhere present, then guess what? It must also be true of me. So as God is the well-being nature of the universe, then I must be well. That that contemplating on the idea that God's circumference is everywhere, then contemplating on that idea that within my very body, within my very being, is the presence and the love and the joy and the health of God, then I can know that that too is true of me. So then going on from there, this is the time where I step into the body of the prayer and actually claim what is true. So in working with a client, I'm going to stay with the theme of health to begin with, and then we, we can go into some prayers around health, and we can actually do some custom prayers in different areas, knowing that these prayers actually make their way across the radio waves and are received by whomever is called to receive them and that it's perfect, that we will start with the idea of health. Since God is all there is and God is health, then I too must be healthy. And then the body of the prayer that I step into is I speak the specific understanding, the specific desire, the specific knowing that I may have for my own body. And so if I am congested, I may sit and claim and speak out loud, and this is an affirmation, it's in the present tense, it's as though it's already done, and I may speak out loud the idea that I am free of congestion and I breathe with ease and grace and the breath of God is breathing me now. And so I may take a concept and idea and once it is rooted in the allness of God and that I too am that, then when I claim it, for me, there's this inner knowing. It's like I'm talking to myself and I'm saying, look, we're the temple of the Most High God and all there is is this good and therefore my body is well. So I have the conversation, I speak it out loud and the key with prayer is, again, we're not praying to anything but we're praying from somewhere. 
So this is a radically different idea of prayer than most of us grew up with. We're not beseeching anything. We're not seeking a grand wizard outside of ourselves but we're allowing ourselves to align with the spiritual truth of our being. So after we have completed that process then of claiming that which is ours to claim, then we go into a space of thanksgiving. So in other words, before we see the physical manifestation, we are grateful that it has happened. So I say, oh, I breathe easy. I breathe with joy. I breathe with contentment, I breathe happily, I breathe as I breathed when I was a child, I breathe um, and allow the presence of God to breathe through me with um, complete and divine right flow, and then I give thanks for it. So as I step into that space of thanksgiving, I'm giddy with joy that it is already done. Now, there may be times that I'm actually hacking and having a difficult time um, breathing while I'm speaking this, and yet it is the faith of God that is being activated within my body. Okay, so that's the fourth step. And then the last step is to just let it go. And what this means is that I release it into that infinite presence of God within me, and within you, and within every aspect of the universe, and I let it unfold. And so just as a farmer would prepare a soil and plant a seed and water it and watch it grow, there's the faith that that plant being tended to will grow. Any farmer who starts going out and digging up that plant during its process before it is actually peaked through the ground is going to know that it has impeded, actually, its growth and has possibly ended it. And so the idea of living from the faith of God is living with the idea that we trust that as we have spoken our word, as we have activated that which we desire in consciousness, that indeed it is coming to form, and so we let it be. We literally let it go and let it be. What I love about this prayer process, what I love about this way of cultivating a consciousness is that the intention is on, is on God, is on spirit, is on our own inner being, and is on cultivating that place that I am calling the from factor. It's that space and that place in which we live from. And as I mentioned, this is very different than beseeching. So those are the five steps that Ernest Holmes brought as his gift to the world. You'll notice that it's um, a realistic and a, an active spiritual practice that is completely in alignment with the teachings of the Law of Attraction. What we put our attention on increases. What we feel into increases. What we speak of increases. And in creating an affirmative prayer, we are speaking from the place of what we desire. We're not speaking about what doesn't work for us. So my prayer is not, dear God, take away, um, take away my feeling awful. Although I do have to say there have been times that I have just said, infinite spirit, do it to me. 
but the prayer, the affirmative prayer, the treatment, the spiritual mind treatment process is an active five-step process that allows us to cultivate and to expand a consciousness. I would recommend any Ernest Holmes book, any religious science or New Thought Church, if you are interested in exploring this concept any further. I also have a website, which is worshiponline.org. That's worshiponline.org. And there's some um, resource information there as well that may be of assistance to you. So what I'm going to do now is um, actually enter into a prayer for health and well-being. And so I'm going to invite you to join me, and you can do this on your own behalf, or you can do this on the behalf of someone else who you know is desiring some health and well-being right now. And as there is only one presence, we know that as we do this treatment work, as we do this prayer work, that it benefits each and every person. So I invite you to get comfortable. I invite you to possibly take a seat, to close your eyes, to take in a few big, deep breaths, and just allow yourself to shake off the day. Most of us are home from work now, and our attention can really be on our inner sanctuary. It doesn't need to be distracted or placed upon something that isn't working. So right now, just allow yourself to breathe, to inhale and to exhale. And again. Hmm. Great. So this is a prayer for health and well-being. And so I give thanks that all there is is God. I give thanks that there is nothing outside of the presence of God. For there can't be or there would be two. And so I speak my word of truth for the singular nature of God, that God is only and God is all. And as I recognize this presence, this infinite knowingness of God, I recognize that this presence of God is health and this presence of God is well-being. That the presence of God created health and well-being as the very essence of our own presence. That as God is health, as God is well-being, so too must each one of us be. For we are that presence and form. And so what a delight that we recognize and know that as God is, so too are we. As God is health, then I am health. As God is health, then my body temple is healthy. As God is peace and poise and calm and ease, as Jesus said, then so too must we also be. And so as we take our attention off of conditions and we take our attention off of the world of effects 
and we place our attention on this inner presence, the spiritual nature of our very being, we recognize the well-being of God and we recognize the well-being of ourself. And so as this is true of me, this means that every single organ in my body is in operation in divine right order. That my heart is pumping away with the love and the joy of God. That the cells in my body temple are traveling throughout the veins in my body with absolute giddy joy and delight. That all major organs are having conversations with other major organs and celebrating the life that they are right here and right now. For they recognize in truth there is no difference between them and spirit, for they are spirit made flesh. And so I recognize the scientists say that our body is recreated every several years, that the truth is that the cells in my body right now are receiving the message that they are the perfection of spirit in form. And so each and every particle in and of my body is resonating with this truth. This truth that God is all there is, I am one with it, and I am the well-being nature of God. And so as I allow myself to contemplate this miracle, I allow myself to know and to recognize that I am breathed by the Spirit of God itself. I recognize that I function, that I live, move, and have my being from that place of the grace and the love of God. And so right now I take my attention off of the idea of what is not working for me and I allow myself to lean into the knowing that my body temple in all ways is an imperfect divine right operation. I trust this to be true. I know this to be true. And so I give thanks that my entire health team whether it is a doctor or a chiropractor or a naturopath or a massage therapist, whoever is on my health team is also present in order to support the well-being nature of my body temple. So all of it is blessed. I am blessed. My team is blessed. My body and its divine activity is blessed that all is in divine right order and divine right action right here and right now. I release any old thoughts and beliefs from my body. I release the blame and the shame that may exist anywhere within my temple. And I allow myself from this moment forward to sing the active praises of God as me and as my body. I give thanks that it has supported me throughout my life. I give thanks that it is available to move me from point A to point B. I give thanks that in its essence, when I am honest with myself, that I am absolutely magnificently beautiful. That the life force of God shines in through and as my eyes and all is well. 
And so I allow myself to let go of any stories that may impede the wellness of God in operation in my body. I let go of any stories or emotions that I may have taken on over the years that are either of myself or of someone else that I have allowed into me to operate and run me. I let those go now. For I have accepted a new truth of my being, and that is that I am whole, perfect, and complete. And so if I speak this prayer for myself, I say, thank you, God. If I'm speaking this prayer on behalf of someone else, I say, thank you for them. I am grateful for all of the good that is in my life, and I am grateful for this additional day that I have above ground in celebration of my human and my spiritual experience. And so I give thanks that my body is well. I give thanks that my emotional state is well. I give thanks that my spirit is in alignment with the truth of who and what I really am at my core. And I give thanks that the only thing I am called to do is to receive this truth of who and what I am and call it good and call it done. And so I release this prayer and I let spirit do its work in my life and I call it done. And so it is. Amen. Wow. I just love prayer. So that was a treatment for health. And I invite you to call in and um, make a request. If you have a request for prayer support, and it can be um, in any area of your life from abundance to... um, relationships, to work, to um, any area that you would like to have inspired and uplifted. The numbers, again, are 877-876-5227. That's 877-876-5227. The direct line is 530-876-3222. That's 530-876-3222. In Canada, we have 888-815-9756. That's 888-815-9756. And this is Reverend Bonnie Barnard, my... Website is worshiponline.org, and I am standing in today for the Dr. Pat Show, and instead of providing readings for you, I'm providing prayer support, inspiration, and upliftment. And so I invite you, should you desire to call in, to please do so, and if not, I'll just continue doing universal prayers for each one of us, and know that those of us within listening distance of my voice experience the benefit and the well-beingness of these prayers. 
All right. So I'm going to turn my attention now to praying for joy. I think that's a good next next prayer for us to do together. I have been intrigued recently by the idea of happiness in our lives. I actually, as a minister, um, speak in pulpits across the country, and in July spoke at two different churches on the pursuit of happiness. It was the 4th of July weekend or um, the weekend before and the weekend after, and so it seemed appropriate to talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and what that means to us as individuals or what it can mean. And so what was interesting is um, in looking at those three different ideas, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the founding fathers of the United States did not use the word Existence. They used the word life, and I think that was intentional, that they weren't thinking that we would exist, but that we would be fully actively alive. Um, the idea, actually, with the um, migration from predominantly European countries was the concept or the idea of creating a country that was different from being under the rule of a monarchy, and so the idea of having the freedom of being um, alive and having the opportunity to pursue one's happiness um, was really quite radical at the time. And when I was giving this talk at the different churches, I had a lot of fun in... Um, in quoting some of the most famous metaphysicians of our time. And one that came to mind was Bon Jovi. And um, he has in one of his songs a quote that said, I just want to live while I'm alive. And I think many of us have that idea or that feeling of, you know what, I just want to be alive while I'm living. And so... It has become almost a radical idea still to have a life that is more than routine, to have a life that is congruent with who you are and that expresses the very essence of your being. And so in looking at this idea of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, I did some research on happiness and discovered that in the United States, that according to the Dalai Lama, he believes that, um, that Americans think it is selfish almost to be happy. And, you know, I have to think that he might be on to something there, is that, is that in our culture we have come to believe that many of us have come to believe that if things are going really well and if things are bright and cheery and great, then that means the shoe must somehow drop. That means that as we have joy somewhere around the corner must be lurking its head something horrible. And we also feel like in some level that there's a certain quotient of happiness that people can have and then beyond that there's something wrong with them. 
And we just have weird notions and ideas around happiness and around joy. And what the Dalai Lama talked about in his um, book called The Art of Happiness, and it's actually not a book he wrote as much as it is a conversation he went into with a group of leaders and the book was transcribed. Um, he does say there that researchers have now come to the recognition that happy people are actually more generous in nature. And I think that we could all agree with that, that when we are in a state of joy, in a state of happiness, in a state of bliss, in a state of ecstasy, when we are coming from that place within us, we tend to open the doors for others, we tend to let cars pass in front of us, we tend to volunteer, we tend to see our um, fellow human beings as brothers and sisters, we tend to have a caring nature about us that we may or may not have when we um, aren't in that state. Um, and I would actually advocate that that is our natural state. Our natural state is joy. Our natural state is happiness. And so um, this next prayer that we do together is a prayer to tap into or to recall or to remember and to call forth that essence of joy that each one of us is at the core. So here we go again with this beautiful process of prayer. So I'm going to begin by taking a couple breaths. Ah, okay. So let's begin with the recognition that God is all there is. That each and every one of us within listening distance of my voice is the presence of God that has taken form. That we are that thing itself. That each one of us, according to the Bible, come from one body, and yet one of us may be a hand or one a foot or one an eyelash or one a toe, but all of us are necessary for the operational body of God. And so I give thanks that spirit is all there is. I give thanks that when I get quiet and when I listen to my own inner heart, I have the recognition that spirit is all there is. That there is not spirit and matter. There is spirit as matter. There is not spirit and human. There is spirit as human. That the presence of God that spirit is truly all that there is and that it has taken form. And so I begin with the recognition of the allness of God. And as I recognize this presence of God, I recognize that God is indeed joy. God is bliss. God is ecstasy. We know from our mystic brothers and sisters that there is an ecstatic component in God and so we begin in ecstasy we begin in recognizing that at the very center in the sanctuary of our being is the joy of God right here and right now 
And so we recognize that as God is all there is, then God must also be me, Bonnie, and must also be you, the listener. For there is no separation between that which is the essence and that which is the form. And so I give thanks right here and right now that I recognize the allness of God, the joy of God, the bliss of God, and the ecstasy of God, and I recognize that I am that. And as I recognize that I am ecstatic, I am joyful, I am bliss, then I give thanks for this recognition that as God is, so too am I. And so right here and right now, I allow myself to release and to let go of any thought or idea that I am inferior or superior to anyone. I let go of the idea that I have done something in my life that could ever keep me from the love of God. That is a lie. I let that go now. I let go and release the idea that depression, that malaise, that dread is the place that I live from, that it is the essence of who and what I am. This too is a lie and I let it go right here and right now. And I allow myself to breathe into and recognize the truth of my being that as I was created from the joy of God, then I sit here tonight recognizing and remembering that as I was created of this joy, so too I am joy. I am the joy of God. I allow myself to feel this throughout my entire body. I allow every single cell in my body to do the happy dance of joy, recognizing that all parts of my being, from my fingernails to my voice, celebrate this joyful nature of God, for which I'm grateful. I recognize that the eyes or the sight that I have sees from God as joy. So as I look from inside outside, I allow myself to decipher and discern and see joy everywhere I go. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting that I see joy in front of me? I see and I recognize that the coffee table in front of me was created by someone's idea and design and that it arrived at my home in total and complete joy with the choice of choosing this reflects me, this is mine, this is my bliss. So I look at the coffee table in complete joy. As I sit on this couch tonight, not only am I grateful that I have a couch to sit on, but I also recognize that this couch represents the joy of my being. As I think of my loved ones, as I think of those I work with, as I think even of those that I have labeled an enemy in any way, 
I allow myself to recognize that when I am honest with myself, that there is joy at the center of my being and joy at the center of their being, even though we may not see it right now. And I allow myself to see it. I allow myself to see it. I let go of any resentment and animosity and gunk that have gotten in the way of my sight as being the sight of God, and I allow myself to see through my eyes with a singular purpose of joy. And so I give thanks that as I go to sleep tonight, that I sleep in the bed of joy, that I dream in the dream state of joy, that I connect with the other world experiences through my dream state with joy. And I give thanks that my life from this moment forward is forever altered for I realize that I am at choice to align with God and to choose joy as my path. And so I do that right now. Anything unlike it, I allow to just gently slip away. Almost as though I am taking a shower in joy and any contrary thought or belief simply melts away and goes down the drain and I let this be my truth I let this be so and so giving thanks that everyone that I come in contact with resonates with this joy from in me to within them and we come together with a high and holy purpose of expanding the joy that we are And so I give thanks that tonight I am literally born anew, meaning that from this moment forward I understand that joy is a choice in alignment with divine love, and I choose that to be my reality. And so I give thanks for this. I give thanks that it was done before it was spoken, for it is the truth of God. And I give thanks that my life is forever in alignment with this divine truth. All I need to do is remember it. And so I give thanks for all of this and say to God be the glory. And so it is. Amen. Wow, I tell you what, guys, I am just having a ball here. Um, creating and praying universal prayers that are in benefit to each one of us. Ah, And so I get to close tonight with um, a final prayer. And um, I'm taking a moment to let the topic of that prayer come through me so that there's some clarity around what um, which area or which attribute of spirit we would like to call forth and invoke this evening. Hmm. <laughs> so I think that we will close tonight with the idea of abundance and the idea of prosperity. Again, um, new thought, and um, I have studied in the genre of religious science. So new thought and religious science have um, often got a bad rap for um, being materialistic in nature. 
and what the founder what the founder of religious science Ernest Holmes says about um, says about this bad rap says about the criticism regarding the material the apparent material nature of um, new thought is that he says anyone who has a judgment around the idea that there's a good for us which we ought to have, anyone who has a judgment around the concept that there is an abundance in this universe which we are and which we're able to tap into is really come a, coming from a place of duality and believing that there is a separation between spirit and materiality. And so that concern or that criticism, if you will, is actually evidence of the thought belief that in some way there are two powers in this universe, that, that there is the power that is invisible and then there is a material power that is separate from God. And so to say that there's a focus on exclusively the idea of being abundant or experiencing wealth or prosperity in our lifetime is actually saying that we believe that there is that God is not all there is for if we believe that spirit is truly all that there is then we understand that spirit is the house that we live in we understand that spirit is the money in our bank account we understand that um, spirit is our beloved husband or wife or partner or children we understand that behind everything in form there is a spiritual essence there is a spiritual being there is a spiritual nature and when we separate the idea that there is God and there is matter or there is God and there is form and we don't understand or remember the link between the two, that is when we can get into the place of the judgment and determine that, um, determine or make a criticism that religious science or any new thought belief is just interested in the idea of form because all there is a spirit. That's it. So the idea being, Jesus says, of course, that we've come that we might have life. He's come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So the whole idea that we would see value in any one of ourselves individually or our brothers and sisters on this planet in suffering through the idea of lack or the idea of poverty or the idea of not feeling enough. It can be poverty of spirit. It can be poverty of money. It's just poverty, period. That when we get to that place of impoverishment, then um, that does not resonate with the truth of God. That does not resonate with the truth of God. One of my favorite readings from Ernest Holmes comes from a book of his called Living the Science of Mind, and he talks about the will of God. And he says in there that when anyone has asked him the question about God's will, that it's typically coming from a place of um, suffering. That someone may say, is it God's will that I am sick? Is it God's will that I am bankrupt? Is it God's will that I am? And there's this idea that God somehow wants us to be... Um, uh, to be without, that God wants us 
to um, hurt in some way, that God wants us to be in pain, that God wants something for us other than its own nature. And Ernest Holmes says that just cannot be. It cannot be. It just cannot be because God can only be what God is. And since God is love, God is prosperity, God is abundance, and God is beauty, then then it can't be contrary to its own nature. So I'm going to close now with a prayer for prosperity. I believe I have about two minutes left on air. So as I close, I want to thank you for being with me this evening. Thank you for spending your time with me this evening. And um, remind you that you're listening to The Dr. Pat Show and that this is Reverend Bonnie Barnard. And my website is worshiponline.org. And I will be back visiting you throughout the month, I believe, um, as a guest host a few more times. So um, get those prayer requests in your mind, and I'll look forward to supporting you. So let's close in this prayer of prosperity, and it will be a quickie. Ah, so I give thanks that all there is is God. And as Ernest Holmes says, that the nature of God, the will of God, must be congruent with its own nature. And so I, as I give thanks that there is evidence in all holy scriptures, there's evidence from the mystics, there's evidence in our own lives that the presence of God is abundant, is prosperous, is whole, is perfect, and is sufficient. So as I know this is true of God, I know that this too is true of me, that I too am the prosperity of God, I too am the wealth of God, I too am the abundance of God, and as I know this is true, I know then that it shows up in form every day, all day long. I see it in my um, checkbook, I see it in my bank account, I see the wealth and the prosperity and the love of God in my relationships with those whom I am intimate with and those who I have not yet met. I see the prosperity, the wealth, and the love of God everywhere that I go this day, for I know that that is who I am and what I bring forth into the world. I let go of the idea of not enough. I let go of the idea of poverty. I let go of the idea of suffering within my own being. And I take my attention away from all of the images on TV and in the news because when I reconcile what is true in God within me, then everything else changes from the inside out. And the only person that I have responsibility for and impact with in my life is me. And so I give thanks that I have let go of the idea of lack, the idea of poverty, the idea of suffering as being the very core of who and what I am. And I allow myself to align with the divine truth of my being, that there's a good for me which I ought to have, and that I have a life, and that I have that life more abundantly. And so as I know this for myself, I know it for my family, I know it for my community, I know it for my neighbors, and I give thanks that this is the truth. And as I give thanks, I let this prayer go. I release it. I release it back to God, back to spirit, and allow it to be fulfilled, for it was fulfilled before I spoke it. And for this I give thanks, and I let it be. And so it is. Amen. And I sign off tonight with love and with a grateful heart and wishing for you an absolutely magnificent week. Blessings to each one of you. 